0: This is the stuff everybody loves. This will get us more views on YouTube, right? This is the ASMR episode of the Video Reformation Podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Welcome to the Video Reformation Podcast. I'm Ben Oliver. I'm Justin Plant. We are the co-founders of Storyboard Media and your guides to practicing effective video for, for business. business. We're like the
1: Uncle Ben to your Peter Parker. hmm See, I I shouldn't look before the episode because I like to be surprised, but this time I I saw that coming.
0: Yeah. Um, This is what happens when you try to do the outline. This is what happens when we prepare. (laughs) Well, some of us always prepare.
1: Uh, Today we're going to talk about, what are we talking about today, Justin? Uh, Cinephobia, which is a word that we made up for, there's a lot of fear around creating video content. And, uh, we're going to talk about some of those and, you know, perhaps lend some credibility to them or talk about maybe why it shouldn't be such an issue. Okay. So overcoming the fear of video.
0: All right. Overcoming the fear of video. Sounds like I got nothing. Uh, before jumping in, uh, we have a new sponsor this episode, I believe. And our new sponsor is, Oh, is that a long one? No, this is just all of mine. Oh. Uh, our sponsor is uh, Symptom Patico. Uh, stick around later in the episode and you'll hear the full ad from Symptom Patico. Uh, okay. Wow. Um, what scares you?
1: I'll tell you, the last time I was really, really terrified was I was uh, hiking with Sawyer in the mountains in Kentucky and a little four-year-old running around with a hundred foot drop-off mm. absolutely terrified me. I had no fun that whole camping trip okay. and leading up to it like on the way up there I flipped the car over on the mountain and so I was just like everything was kind of I was on edge the literally the entire time. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about you? Uh, I gotta say heights. Yeah. That's the
0: one that uh, I've seen it in action. I know. Be I have no control over it. That's that's the that's the disarming part of it is um, I cannot. Uh, my legs freeze.
1: It's funny because like we'll be walking and talking on like the eighth floor of a building, and all of a sudden you're not there anymore, and it's and it's weird. <laughs> and, and I realize oh we're by the
0: windows, and if but but if it's like floor to ceiling windows, yeah. If there's like you know three feet of you know like an ac unit or something like that and then the wind, like i'm perfectly fine i could walk up to the edge of the window and I, that doesn't even make any sense to me uh I, I i just there is some i think technically it's probably a fear of falling more than a fear of heights sure um but you know i'm more afraid of falling from a higher height than yeah. a lower height
1: would you ever skydive
0: i don't think so i don't think so um i have no problems in planes mm mm-hmm. mhm uh we've been in a because the window's this big. Right? We've yeah. been in a helicopter. I had no problem with that. Yeah. Um which which I I thought I would have an issue with the helicopter just because it was open. Um well you held our
1: interns hand the whole time, that's true. That's
0: true. <laughs> well, we've done an extensive scientifically accurate double blind um brainstorming session <laughs> brainstorming session uh amongst ourselves and come up with some of the reasons why we've we, that we have come across the people fear video. I think the one that is on the top of everybody's list is that video is expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a valid fear for not doing video content? I mean, I think it certainly can be. Mm-hmm. It certainly used to be.
1: Yeah. I don't. The I, barriers were a lot higher at, at one point.
0: Yeah. I think, I think anybody who was using video for a business or, or, Prior to what, two thousand eight? DSLR revolution DSLR felt huge like two thousand eight, yeah, ish, um, yeah. You know, those were those were expensive productions that companies with large budgets um, could only make. And and I don't know that it's true that anybody who was doing it then hasn't done it since and would just be relying on. But I've had a couple conversations over the last couple years where somebody who hasn't done video for a long time thinks back to Mm -hmm. you know like the old rules. I even still that that famous uh, thousand dollar per running minute Mm -hmm. um, cost thing is actually.
1: Not expensive. Not expensive. I used to think like, "Wow, if we could charge a thousand dollars a minute, I was like, we will be rolling in it." But there, there's just so much uh, fallacy in that. It, it's just it's just too easy to say. But what
0: about a thirty-second commercial? Yeah, uh, because thirty-second commercials don't cost five hundred dollars. Right. Could. Um, so yeah, and and they could, but but now, I mean, in the modern landscape, I think. Um, It's just like any other... I I want to put a big asterisk on this. It's like any other commodity. There are options at any price range.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Including free. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody that I know has a a camera in their pocket that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. A Leica. You're talking about the Leica that everybody carries? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yep. The Leica snap and shoot? Yeah. so yeah, it's expensive. So what prices do you, are we talking about? What are we talking about? Well, I mean, our minimum level is fifteen thousand. That's where we. And It doesn't just necessarily mean for one video. Every video costs at least fifteen thousand. Um, that's yeah. what that's what gets us in a conversation. I think
0: it's you know I'm struggling a little bit with with when we record these. I try to picture our audience and actually there are a couple in, in, in no, oh. no, there are a couple people in that. I know interact with me about our podcast. And so I know that they're active listeners mm-hmm. and, and they, you know, so to me, they're representative of our greater audience. I'm wondering if, so it's so easy to just say, like we've talked about before, sure. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I I'm, I'm also wondering if, if this episode isn't going to capture some people that we haven't, reached out to before so I don't want to gloss over uh, anything but you know when we're talking about video we're talking about practicing video we're talking about the act of creating video Mm -hmm. and uh, video campaigns and um, you know multi-pronged pincer movement attacks based on you know solid strategy and, and
1: things like that we're also talking about the environment in which video lives sure because you could have a free video, but you, you, but you spend millions on the promotion of it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and so, I, I, so, I imagine that a lot of the people who who struggle with the fear of the cost of video are the people who haven't adopted the video as a practice mentality. Um, because I think the people who who get that video as a practice, um get you know don't have these fears in fact and maybe they did at some point well
1: i guess i was thinking about inversely that oh my gosh they're talking about doing video all the time that's gonna that's compounding what is already expensive they're probably thinking about a video it's probably people if you haven't done a lot of video one of your first concerns is that oh we, we don't do it because it's expensive and if you're coming at it from a practicing video always doing it always performing and whatever that just sounds like you're compounding my problem even more. Hmm. So, I mean, it, it, it's it's all, it's all perspective. But, yeah, but going uh, on uh, your road, I'm uh, curious. Yeah, I mean,
0: uh, to clarify mine, I think the people who get that video is a practice also understand that there's video that they can create for free. There's video that they can do in-house. Mm-hmm. There's video that they can bring in outside producers to do there are varying levels. the the people who who've evolved to the level of feels mm-hmm. a little self-important but the people who've evolved to the level of practicing mm-hmm. effective video um don't share this fear um of uh, and so and so i think i completely agree with the first half of what you're saying is that the people who do have the fear of video are only thinking about one video and I don't even know that they would understand the concept at mm-hmm. this point of making it a practice and making it iterative and doing multiple pieces of content and and that's actually like one that, of the hardest so. things
1: I have to overcome when talking to to potential customers clients. Yeah. It's um, why? Why do you think? Well, to because it's a perspective shift entirely. They're thinking all right, everyone's talking about video. I've got to check this off my list. I got, to, I got to do this video. I don't know what I want, but I got to do it. It's expensive. And I start talking about roadmaps and how <laughs> how we're going to plan out all your videos and then all the hosting platforms and metrics and all this stuff. And you can see them like, okay, we're in different universes here. Um, it's just a, it, it's, like, it's like the fear of going for a run. You're, you're scared of just going once. But people who run run every day because they love it and it mm. feels good and it makes them feel good. What percent of people
0: in new business conversations that you talk to haven't done any video before?
1: <clears throat> I feel like I don't hear about those, so I imagine they don't go as thirty percent. Really? Okay. And a lot of times they're kicking the tires, and they usually don't go with us. Okay, we're not the right partner for them, so they're looking for a data point from us. To sure. up yeah, up against. Yeah. Yep. Um, they're usually looking for a quote and they'll ask for something like, Hey, how much does a and they don't use the term, but like talking head video, if we had our CEO and mm-hmm. then like, you know, I'm thinking like short, like two to three minutes. Um a short, I, four to five minute video. Yeah. I know I know pretty early on that they just want a price, and so I just I that's when I pull the band off and say, here's our minimum level. Yeah. And you know, take oh, that.
0: Oh, okay, thanks.
1: Yep. 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 Um
0: and then what percentage so of the seventy percent of those conversations that remain, how do they break down between people who have done video before but but see them as individually siloed pieces mm-hmm. versus people who know that video is part of just their overall content approach. Yeah.
1: I say then it's about half and half, so another okay. thirty-five, so they're kind of split into thirds, I I'd say.
0: Okay. All right. Um so what's the, what's the solution here? What, what's the, if we put on our, um, psychiatrist's caps here, <clears throat> what's, what's the prescription for someone with a fear, an irrational cost-based fear of doing video for their
1: business? I think it's like, so <clears throat> I asked my kids to describe a monster. Like, tell me, cause I was talking about fear with them. And I'm like, describe a monster to me. And they're talk, they say like, big teeth, you know, big ears. They're strong. They got claws. And I'm like, oh, like a tiger. And they're like, no, not a tiger. And I'm like, well, a tiger is a fucking monster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you named it, right? You, you've named it and you turn the lights on. It's not this thing that has glowing eyes in the dark. You turn the lights on and you reveal it and you name it and you understand it. And now it's not a monster. It's a species. It's a cool, like powerful thing. Mm-hmm. That's how
0: you get power over demons. Is that? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and so I think
0: not metaphorical demons, like, you know, mental issues, uh-huh. but like actual demons sent from hell.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but that's, I think that's how you overcome that fear. And so for us, we kind of, we help our clients map it all out. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so with a very small, with a very small risk. So that's what, that's what the the roadmap is. It's a uh, It's just biting off the front end of of the whole video process and understanding the audience, understanding their goals, understanding our platforms, understanding uh, all those things that that we need, like our messaging, that kind of stuff. And then they start to see, okay, I can start to see what this looks like. And then you start to draw some shapes and pictures and colors to kind of plan out what this thing looks like. Um, And then they start to see, okay, and then there's, once you have that, there are varying ways to go about executing that. You could do it for a million dollars or you could do it for, you know, 10,000.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that leads really well into our next fear, which I've taken three or four things on our list and kind of put them together under one. So I, I think there's a lot of fear because it's my first time doing video. And so there's a lot that...
1: Oh, I'm just going to lose this jacket. <laughs> that, okay. Take it from the top. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, yeah, the so there's
0: all of that fear of the unknown, which is valid for anything, right? It's, yeah. it's, I don't know what to expect. Oh, I've got to write a script. How many people have we talked to over the years where they say, we've been working on the script for this video for two years?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, that's just bonkers I to know. me. I know, I and, know. And, and I get it because they feel like they have to bring something. Mm-hmm. Um. When all you really need is just ah, we really need to be leveraging video better.
1: Yeah, at least for for a company for, like us, for us, yes, yeah.
0: yes, for someone like us, that's. I mean, we even prefer it when somebody would come to us with. we a design kind of build
1: shop, right? Yes. We're not a uh, just a contractor who will build something. We prefer to help design that as well.
0: I don't know what to expect. I don't know the process. Who do I call? It's complicated. All of this stuff, to me, wraps under the I don't know what I don't know Mm -hmm. kind of category, which I think is perfectly valid. I think it happens – I mean, part of me wants to say get over yourself. Like that's how you learn anything, right, is by doing new things. Um, And so maybe it's more that they don't know – where to find the answers to those things? Maybe it's that they don't know who to as, trust. As an industry, maybe we're not doing a good enough job of explaining. Basically, here's the process. Mm-hmm. Here's what we need from you. Here's what you know. But but I you know I also am tempted to go back to the whole price you know argument. There are companies out there, video companies, whether it's agencies, production companies, whatever that can work with varying levels of collaboration. Right? Yeah. I mean, I mean there are companies out there who will take us a, a finished script from somebody yep. and create that video. Whereas there are companies and sometimes it's the same company who can take ah I've been told that we need to be doing video. I've got this budget and I don't know what to make, where to start, how to put it out there, whatever mm-hmm. and can go with that.
1: By the way, that rarely ever happens. <laughs> no, I know. Someone just gave me some money and I'd have I to know. make a video. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think that happens more often than we think.
0: They just don't, they don't say admit. that. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Um, you know, and, and it's, this, it's this thing where, where, well, I mean, there's one, there's one here that, that I kind of took off the list, but the fear of looking dumb. Um, I know we came up with our list, but I did a little bit of googling just to see what other people were saying out there and one of them was was like the fear of looking dumb mm-hmm. and we've and we've talked about that before. It's this I don't want to come off unprofessional or unprepared so and and then I think I think most people then just jump to, oh well, then I've got to prepare everything. Mm-hmm. I've got to be able to answer every question that they're gonna throw at me and that just It's not analysis paralysis. It's like lack of analysis paralysis. It's it it like becomes so overwhelming, and they feel like they're going to have to be able to answer every question, and so they just you know like my legs freeze when we're when we're at height, they just freeze up, and they don't know what to do Mm -hmm. um, with anything. And if we could figure out how to overcome that, I could probably apply it to my fear of heights. (laughs)
1: Another way to. To overcome that fear of of this being as expensive is to, like I like I said, map that out. But then figure out all right, what is our goal? What is our ROI going to be? Because nothing is expensive if there's a return on that investment. Sure, it may may be difficult up front to 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 bring those resources. Well, and it could be expensive, but it's not a well
0: manifesto. Um, you know, video being an investment, not an expense. Mm-hmm. It can still be expensive if it's an investment. Sure. Um but yes, go on.
1: Yeah. That's all I'm saying is like if you can if you can even from the beginning try to map out what your return should be and how you're going to get there and plot those points, then that fear starts to assuage a little bit.
0: I think that leads into uh, another big fear is that people don't know how to show that ROI. Mhm. Um They don't know how to measure it. They don't know how to demonstrate it. They don't know how to expect to get it back. Um, Without going into the detail of advanced hosting platforms and Salesforce integrations and tracking video views to deals closed and and all that kind of technical stuff, how should someone who has a fear that they can't justify the cost – Maybe that's the whole ROI angle here, right? It's justifying that expense. Yep. There's the expense itself, and then there's the ROI angle of justifying the expense. Mm-hmm. If they feel like they can't justify the expense, what? How
1: can how can we help somebody
0: overcome that fear? I guess.
1: I don't know, I guess if they're doing other content, I would ask them what expectations they have from their other content. Mm-hmm. If they're expecting a four to one return on ad spend. Um, I would start there and say, okay, well, then let's say we, we start with a 20 grand video budget, you're looking to get 80 back. And you start to work backwards. <clears throat> if we're working with the marketing department, um, a lot more and more, uh, more and more often um, marketing departments are being judged and rated on their, on the revenue as opposed to just leads. Sure. And so but then once you once you know your revenue and you know how many leads you're coming in over a given period of time, either a year or a quarter or whatever, you just divide that that, that revenue by the number of leads you got. And mm-hmm. now you know how much each lead is worth. And then you, where do you go from there, Ben? <laughs> no, uh, I'll take there, it from there, here. Well, there, there is, yeah, go ahead. Um,
0: so then I imagine what you would want to do is look at your existing content, <clears throat> see how many leads that's generating. Mm-hmm. Um, over time... Or, or I suppose you could project then how many additional leads you... I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's, I know we've done this before. Uh,
0: yeah, I know. I, uh, I thought I had it. I thought I could stall long enough.
1: And I just ran out of words. You've got your revenue over a quarter, and you've got your leads per quarter. Right. And then you divide your revenue by the number of leads. That shows you how much each lead is worth and then you know if you're, if your each lead is worth uh, let's call it $2,000 sure. then you would multiply or divide 20,000 or no sorry 80,000 by 2,000 which is 40? 40 40 <laughs> so you need 40 leads okay well how are we going to generate 40 leads over this quarter with this video content and i think that is exactly
0: the kind of stuff that like that's almost the simplest way to explain the benefit of a roadmap. Mm-hmm. Because to me, if I were, if I were creating that content, whether it's one video or 20 or whatever, and I knew that that this video had to generate 40 leads, I would put a whole lot of thought into what I wanted to say, how I wanted to say it. Where I wanted to put this, who what to. I wanted, yeah. to, who I'm talking to, what action I want them to take, how easy can I make it to turn these people into a lead, mm-hmm. and that is the strategic part of the seven phases. Mm-hmm. I mean, that for one video is is simple enough because then you're 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 influencing your creative decisions on what it is you're trying to achieve. Yep. Um, And I think think we've actually maybe stumbled on one of the simplest explanations there for why it makes sense to strategize about your video content, right? We we talk so loosely about what is it I'm trying to accomplish Mm -hmm. because we don't want to assign anything. But for a marketing, for someone in marketing, for someone in the marketing department, if that's your key driver, your key benchmark, mm-hmm. MQLs, then how many does this video campaign need to produce and how do I make this video how do I optimize this video for that metric
1: for that for that one metric. Yep. And then those questions of how long should it be or like should we put our CEO in it? Some of that stuff starts to fall <laughs> away, right? Yes and then you start to realize like okay i'm not it's not about how long is the video it's about getting my 40 leads
0: is our ceo's face more likely to get us 40 leads or is a local professional actor's face more likely to get us 40 Yeah leads? whose
1: performance yeah
0: <clears throat> I don't know let me yeah. see your see your ceo but i'm going to go with the local type
1: You know what if somebody could come to me and say i've got 20 grand i need to generate 80 or 40 leads over the next quarter what can you do for me? Yeah. I would... <laughs> I, what's a better phrase? <laughs> it's the
0: only one I know. <laughs> I'd be bouncing off the walls. I'd be bouncing off the walls. Yeah, um, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Um, never going to happen.
1: Maybe someday it will. We keep... I think that's preaching the gospel
0: to be perfectly honest. Why we show up every Tuesday morning to record these is to train our audience so that someday (laughs) that happens. Yep. Um, I think it's time to hear from our sponsor. Perfect. Have you ever had a hard time describing your symptoms to your doctor? Is your throat scratchy or tickly? Is your stomach pain dull or acute? Does it burn when you pee or is that just me? introducing the symptom patico app symptom patico finally lets medical professionals actually feel what their patients are feeling when you sign up we'll send you two bluetooth enabled patches kind of like those nicotine patches that sync through the symptom patico app apply the patch labeled patient to the back of your neck at the base of your skull have your doctor or nurse do the same with the doctor patch press the symptom patico button on the app and voila your nervous systems are aligned. Your doctor will feel everything you're feeling as if it's happening to their body. No more struggling to describe your symptoms to your doctor. Get your symptoms simpatico with Symptompatico. What could go wrong?
1: That's, that's a fantastic. Uh, does it work with mental disorders? Oh, yeah. Does it? Okay. Even if it's not... Even if it's psychological, yeah, they actually childhood, yeah, trauma,
0: and they actually have an additional level. It costs, it's like additional users for people with uh, multiple personality disorders. Okay. So, as you cycle through the different personalities, like if you've got seven identified personalities, you'll need to upgrade to seven seats. Got you. Um, But that also works for the family plan. So, if there are four people in your family, okay, you can, you know. Upgrade. And they the all have seats. seven personalities. And they all have seven personalities. You'll need 28 seats. Um, what's really fun is to um, flip what you give your doctor and what you give yourself occasionally. Oh,
1: trick them? So, so you, you trick start them, to feel and then
0: you feel what they're feeling. A
1: superiority conflict? <laughs> superiority yes. conflict? Yes. I went to Cornell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah it's just available on the app store and oh. once you sign up they'll they'll, they'll send, send it you right the, over uh, yeah they'll send awesome. you the patches
1: well i would I would love to just try that out with you someday, yeah, tell me what's wrong with my hip okay <laughs> drop those pants and i'll shoot. nope nope
0: <laughs> um okay, so we are here overcoming fears um what's another one of your personal fears, Justin
1: hmm it, it, it's. I don't even know if that it's a fear, but it's a really strange, physical, like biological reaction. I know where you're going. <laughs> when things are in the paranormal realm, uh, and like there are times where like you know I watch Ghostbusters and it's just funny. That doesn't that doesn't scare me, except for uh, Zorg or what's the guy's name? Yeah. Know. But but that's not anymore. Uh, but like when really weird shit happens, mm-hmm. I start to cry. Yeah. <laughs> like my eyes water. Like I've I can be smiling it. and like effect being effective as a human being in all other forms, but uh but my eyes start to water. I don't know what it is. I've seen it. I've seen it in a recording studio. Yeah.
0: Was there a haunted recording studio? Uh well they started talking about the fact that oh, okay. they believed it was haunted.
1: Oh, where was that? Uh Night Sound. Oh, okay.
0: Yep. Um I've seen it on the road to
1: where were we going? Were we listening to ghost stories.
0: uh we called that Art hotel Bell? we called that hotel that I had my oh, yeah, ghost experience that was that was fun um, yeah, I think it's possible possible you're just a you know maybe I'm paranormal. you're a, you're a medium of some kind, yeah and yeah. all right you go oh um snakes hmm. i I get them biologically. <laughs> I understand, like, (laughs) the purpose they serve. I understand that most aren't venomous. Uh, It's not even afraid. It's not even a fear of being bitten and, like, poisoned by them. There's just something.
1: They don't have legs. That could be part of it. How do you move? (laughs)
0: There's something about about snakes that is just abhorrent to me. Yep. Uh, I seem like I know it's not rational, just like the heights thing, because it'll happen on TV. They'll pop up mm-hmm. on TV and like a stock video clip or something. And I feel the same thing as if I were to come across one, like on mm-hmm. a trail or mm-hmm. something, me on a trail um, <laughs> trail mix. Yeah. <laughs> if I were, if I, if I were to pull a snake out of my trail mix, <laughs> I would have exactly the same reaction as to seeing it on TV. So I know it's not like that, that you know, fear of being bitten or whatever, but those are the worst, and it manifests itself in my dreams too, Mm -hmm. where when I'm, you know, struggling with something, it'll often manifest itself as snakes, and those
1: are the worst. Well, (sighs) I mean, that kind of touches back on, like, just the fear of the unknown. You don't understand that animal. Yeah, It is a very strange animal. People don't understand video. It can be very scary. Yeah, it doesn't have legs. Does not have legs. (laughs) Video,
0: no legs, last time I checked. (laughs) Um, all right. What are some of the fears that we have
1: left here? <clears throat> um, I think there's a, a fear of change, right? They, that their other content works fine. They've got a machine running. Can I just be, can I just tell you how
0: annoyed I am by this person right now? This one individual who has <laughs>
1: all of these fears. Yeah. Well, I think. I think these are all applicable. Like, How do you function in your job if just get over yourself? Yeah, it's an ego. I mean, a lot of it is ego. No,
0: I know, but ego in a weird way. Like ego not in the narcissistic or like, you know, egotistical way. It's the ego in the, you know, I'm letting my own thoughts, fears,
1: reactions dictate my actions
0: mm-hmm. kind of way.
1: But yeah, so... Uh, just laying out there, our other content works fine. I don't need video because, right, is that a fear you think, like under the uh, you know, under the covers, probably closer to a justification? Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: trying to rationalize a fear. Um, I think it's probably it probably comes up when, um, when they don't understand the process, don't understand the value, don't understand. You know, what they know, what they don't know, what they don't know that they don't know, all that kind of stuff. I think it's more easily justified as, well, we're doing fine without it. Mm-hmm. So we don't need it. Yep. Um, I don't know that it's a fear itself, but still to that person, I would spend 30 seconds Googling um, video marketing click through rate or conversion rate or whatever. And I'm going to find one of eight or 10 commonly held recent statistics that show that video has a higher conversion rate, higher return rate than other forms of content marketing. And then I would tell that person that you don't need to replace any of your other content. Mm -hmm. You don't need to stop making other content. In fact, you're probably better off adding video to the mix, continuing to make what you're making, because even if you're not going to get a higher return on it or higher conversion rate, you're going to get a conversion rate on it, and you're probably missing out on some of your audience because they don't want to Mm -hmm. read a blog or a white paper Mm -hmm. or, or give up their... One of the easiest conversations to have are are those companies that create a lot of content, but they gate it all. Mm-hmm. They don't give anything. I one of the last two episodes talking about that reciprocity thing, right? Yeah. They don't give anything to justify a stranger giving you their email address, name, whatever information you're asking for. Um, and so it may be that somebody it, it may be that somebody wants to read uh, an ebook. Or download a white paper, but they don't want to give up their information mm-hmm. to get it. Um, so I, you know, it's it's not it's not a binary. It's not video or your other content. It's about adding video to the mix. And if your other content is doing fine, you're well, on the then right you got track. A great map, yeah, for what kind of video content to produce.
1: That's one of the easiest ways to do it. Is if your content is working, imagine a, a bump and a boost in in your performance. By just converting it, simply converting what you have into video. Yep. Sometimes, I mean, it, it can honestly, I don't promote this thought, but you can just take uh, a blog post and <clears throat> kind of shorten it and just, just throw words up on the screen, you know? People yeah. would, a lot of people, there are people yeah. who just want to press play.
0: Yeah. So, well, and, and there's even if you, I, I know there are probably some content writers out there who who know this better than I do, but I think the, I think it's either the F or the E method of of reading blog posts. Most people will mm. read, you know, the headline and the subtitle. So they read that top bit. They'll start to scroll down until they see like a bullet point, right? And then they'll read the header of the bullet point and then they'll skip down to the next bullet point. And so mm. it kind of creates, you know, an or th- F or an E, right? Mm-hmm. The, the eyes go left to right and then down and then left to right and then down and left to right. Mm-hmm. If that's what they're getting out of the blog post, why not just put those things in a video with some royalty-free music, music. <laughs> yeah. and, you yep. know, and a call to action somewhere sprinkled, sprinkled throughout? Yeah. Um, let's talk about one more before we go into the lightning round. Oh. All right. Brand risk. Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by this one, largely because it's not one that came up on our list. <laughs> um but I think it's dead on. We talked about it a lot in our humor and personality episode, but this idea that I think there's a couple angles to this. One, I think some people feel like video can't just be video. It has to stand out. And if it's going to stand out, then they've got to put some kind of personality into it. And can their brand handle that? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Like I can handle a tone of voice on the page if I'm writing this blog post for us, but I get to hide behind the editing and, you know, some level of interpretation between the reader and what I'm writing. But I'm not like putting myself entirely out there. I've got to figure out how to turn off those notifications. It is driving me crazy (laughs) for that Vidyard Partners channel. Oh, yeah. Holy God. I don't have any. <laughs> well, you're going to need to because that's now our only way to talk to Christiana. Well, I just – I don't have uh, notifications. Oh, okay. Um, what was I saying? Brand oh, – Holy just God. God. <clears throat> um. You know, they feel like they can still kind of hide behind written content, social content, so or, sa- or
1: whatever. They're saying that a company who that really cares about their brand is avoiding video because if they if they're gonna make a video, they're gonna make one that that m- makes waves, and they don't know how people are gonna react. There's a like, yeah,
0: that's what I'm they saying. Can, they don't it know sound- if they can pull it off the shelf. It sounds a little far fetched when, when when you read it back to me like that, but that is what I'm trying <clears throat> to say. Yes, and
1: I think that's I think that does sit. Cause like there's, there's so much more media in a video as opposed to a right. blog post. Yeah. There's, there's, I mean, thousands of frames in a, in a video. Well, and the brain
0: processes visual information 60,000 times faster. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, so
1: there is, there is risk. Yeah. That, that's a very valid, con, you know, concern or fear. But I, I think I think again, it's just elevating. Like you're risking your
0: brand every time you're putting other content out there. You're risking your brand every time you run an ad in a local newspaper. I mean, however insignificant you may you may want to make the comparison, like you're still putting your brand out there in front of multiple people. So you've taken this risk before. I would argue that there's a potentially greater reward. Yeah. With the video content, so. One, at the very least, that should offset the risk that you're feeling with it. Two, I would encourage somebody to take greater risks yes. because the reward yes. is potentially greater. So I think the, the feeling that that our brand can't do video content well is is almost just kind of hiding like this idea of I really want our brand to do <laughs> something risky. So I, I think there's there's a there's a nugget of promise mm-hmm. and truth in that fear. Um
1: and you're telling people they need to
0: and I would encourage people lean to lean into it to lean into it instead of avoid it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Take the bigger risk because there is the potential reward. Or yeah, sure, fine. I will concede that it's a risk for your brand mm-hmm. to to make video content. And let's play around in that
1: sandbox as much as we can. And you can test this stuff, right? You don't yeah. have to you don't have to go the equivalent of like the front page of the New York Times, right? You don't have to do a million dollar ad spend pre-roll for every video on YouTube. Yep. You can test it. And, and it's not that risky. Let's be honest. Nobody's paying attention. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not Nobody at least I mean I mean I, that's tough to it's tough to argue for and against.
0: No, I know, but like you're – unless you are Nike or Apple or Coca-Cola, your audience is likely so small that it may feel like a big risk to you, big risk to you, but it's not actually that big a risk, right? We're not saving lives here, Um, quote from – one of my favorite CMOs um, it's it's at the end of the day, if, if you're a person who's sitting in the chair deciding whether or not to do video um, risk is part of your job and you have to figure out how to, how to get around that and how to be okay with that. In fact, the people who are sitting in that chair who are often better than other people are the ones who are willing to take the risk mm-hmm. to do it. So, I don't know. I, I think maybe that's largely personality thing, but I think a lot of these probably come down to personality traits also. Yeah. Uh, time for the lightning round? Let's do a lightning round. Lightning round is everything that we didn't already address got- that may be similar to things we've already done. But, Justin, give me a sentence on I gotta write a script. Uh, no, you don't. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm not creative. We are. <laughs> it won't work. Wanna bet? I don't know any video people. You're
1: talking to one. Uh, takes too long. Um, pull out your phone and show me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what video to make. Uh, me neither. <laughs>
0: <laughs> make a roadmap. Yeah. Uh, where do I start? Well,
1: what have you done so far?
0: My audience slash customer doesn't watch video. Uh, I bet they do. (laughs) I don't even like video myself. I bet you do. Oh, yeah, I do. All right. I don't like being on camera. I'm not going to put you on camera. (laughs) Um, I'm afraid of looking dumb.
1: Um... That's legitimate.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, And that was the lightning round.
1: All right. Yeah. That was a more fun way of doing
0: it. Um, Okay. Before we sign off, should we hear from our sponsor again? Uh, Yes. Have you ever had a hard time describing your symptoms to your doctor? Is your throat scratchy or tickly? Is your stomach pain dull or acute? Does it burn when you pee? Or is that just me? Introducing the Symptom Patico app. Symptom Patico finally lets medical professionals actually feel what their patients are feeling. When you sign up, we'll send you two Bluetooth-enabled patches, kind of like nicotine patches, that sync through the Symptom Patico app. Apply the patch labeled patient to the back of your neck at the base of your skull. Have your doctor or nurse do the same with the doctor patch. Press the Symptom Patico button on the app, and voila, your nervous systems are aligned. Your doctor will feel everything you're feeling as if it's happening to their body. No more struggling to describe your symptoms to your doctor. Get your symptoms Sympatico with Symptom Patico. What could go wrong?
1: Thank you, Symptom Patico.
0: Yeah, happy to have you aboard.
1: Thank you all for listening. Uh,
0: what did we talk about today? Did we did, did we do the Uncle Ben to Peter Parker Spider-Man reference, not the rice joke? Or did we just fly right by that? Oh.
1: Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I wrote that in there.
0: Yeah. Um, I'll go back to doing the outlines from now on. <laughs> um, so today we talked about overcoming the fear of making video. Um, bottom line, get over yourself. Um, now, I, they are oftentimes perfectly valid fears, but like many other fears, uh, if you just kind of talk it through and get back to the root part of the problem, mm-hmm. um, you know. Anyone like us should be able to help you with video. That kind of reminds me because, like,
1: most of the time, or not most of the time, but oftentimes we commiserate in that we are more of like a therapist than we are oh, yeah. a video agency. Sometimes for yeah. our clients to talk about whatever's going on in their head. Have you gotten further away from me as this episode has gone on? Yes. Okay. There's the is the burning pee sensation thing? Gotcha. I didn't want to. You didn't want to
0: feel that. You didn't want to. <laughs> Sync up with the symptom patico app and okay. Um, we talked a lot about cost, investment, return on investment, not knowing what you don't know, um, and getting over yourself. Um, I suppose that is it for this episode of the Video Reformation Podcast. Thanks so much for watching, for listening. Make sure to like, subscribe. Download multiple times on multiple devices under different user accounts. All of those fun (laughs) hacks to uh, get our analytics up. Um, We will see you next time.
1: You're the best. (laughs) I thought you were waiting for me to say something.